0: Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly dialogue that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at the dispassionateobserver.com. That's T H E D I S P A S S I O N A T E O B S E R V E R.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Conversations with Z and Vindesh. We're glad to be back. We unfortunately missed last week. Today, we're back and we're talking about what matters. What matters to us in life? What makes us feel passionate and excited to be alive, to get up in the morning, to go through our daily routines, to deal with the inevitable challenges that we face? whether they're health-related or financial or emotional? What is that thing that we care so deeply about that sustains us? It's important to have clarity on this because if we don't know why we're here and we're not clear on what we care about in this life, then we're simply going through the motions. And in a sense, we're wasting our time. Z, this topic came up because you shared with me a story about a friend of yours, and this friend passed away a couple of weeks ago. But you told me that he actually died 35 years ago. His spirit died. Could you share that story and share what you mean by that? Why is it that he had this 35 year span where he was living, but he wasn't really living?
1: Sure, Vin. What I mean by that is. When this
2: when this friend was a young man, he was a international martial arts champion. And he had won all forms of both awards in the ring and outside the ring. He was a very intelligent man. And he was known for this and praised for this. He uh, grew up, got married, went to the Navy, had a child, took on the responsibilities of life and began to spiral into a deep depression because nothing was as fulfilling as when he was involved in competitive sports. So he limped along in life because nothing else mattered to him but what he had done in the past. Any conversation you would have with him would eventually go back to the days of yore and the victories of a bygone era, the wonderful things he had done, nothing seemed to give him the same spark, the same warmth that things in the past had done. So basically, as the present no longer mattered, and only the past mattered, and the past mattering creates an energetic entropy, a draining of force, because the past is gone. Whatever you put into the past, you will never get back, because the past is gone. And But he put all of his energy into the past, so being here, being right here, right now, was actually depressing, because he put so much in the past, he was living in a, basically a quantum deficit. And he became more and more
1: depressed, and he soothed that depression with eating, gorging himself, and he went from a a, a lean lightweight competitor to dying at nearly four hundred pounds. Sad. No motivation to be here. A wonderful,
2: wonderful son, wonderful grandchildren a wonderful daughter-in-law uh, filled with adoring friends uh, because he was a, a nice person. But in the quiet of his own heart, none of that mattered as much to him as the past. And so that did not provide him with what matter does provide you, which is the sustainable refueling of the reactor of life, that energy you need to go every day. That's why it's important for all of us to know
1: and nurture what matters to us.
0: Z, when we talk about what matters, on the one hand, you're providing some examples of what matter. You alluded to the fact that your friend had children, or he had a son, and he had grandchildren. So it sounds like some of that should matter in the present. On the other hand, we've discussed how what matters is really an individual choice. And what matters for me might not be the same thing as what matters for someone else. Maybe I care very much about writing. Maybe someone else cares very much about politics. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. How do you navigate between those two extremes? How much of what matters is universal? Are there universal things that we can draw on that should matter? And then how do we fine tune that based on our particular temperament and our particular circumstances?
2: Again, Vin, we often talk and almost every subject we talk about with this DPO uh, philosophy and the opt-out movement
1: deals with narrative, right? The idea that something should matter is a narrative.
2: It's not the right narrative. It doesn't, the way we should say this, what matters to me, not what should matter, but what matters to you. Because you can have a room full of people, they can even be familiars, and in the quiet of their own heart, different things will matter to them. And so this exercise and this discussion, and hopefully the outcome of what we share here is that people
1: will have a a clear narrative on what they're saying. This matters to me. By yourself, quiet. So there is no universal things that should matter.
2: People will run up to you at the supermarket and they'll push a petition in front of your face and say everybody should care about uh, straws, or everybody should care about um, religious uh icons or whatever it is. Uh, this isn't correct. Uh, this is a mal thought, an ill narrative that says uh, what they're really saying is in order for you to uh, affiliate with this tribe, here are the markings and the uh, the speaking. Uh, the mantras of this tribe but it may not matter to you at all even people that are within those uh tribal indexes it may not matter to them uh people constantly spout out patriotic and and religious uh slogans that really don't matter to them uh, they don't even know what they are they're just uh parroting them as simply a call to say i'm in that tribe so it what we work on is with yourself sitting, let's say it's your children. Each person as a parent decides what that child matters to them in their actions and in what they find to be fulfilling. Uh, Your kids may or may not matter to you to various degrees. Your kids may matter to you because it's part of uh, some domestic requirement, but that isn't the thing that brings you fulfillment. It doesn't enrich you. It doesn't drive you. It actually can bring you down. So uh, being healthy uh, may or may not matter to you, but you feel that maybe general good health is a a penance or a toll you have to pay to get through life or whatever. Whatever it is, you have to be able to have a tool, a die, so to say, that you have that say, says, this is what really matters to me. Uh, My son, my eldest son, visited me the other night and
1: he uh, told me that he was engaged to be married to his girlfriend. And uh, it sunk in for a while. And all the images of our life together
2: presented themselves in my mind, and then slowly saturated my essence, and I began to feel a wave of sentiment and this joy for my son, which was really joy for myself, that I had participated in the betterment of a human being. And then something very primal kicked in that I can't at this time, describe that I had fulfilled some part of a, the prime directive of reproduce and improve the species. My child is now an independent adult making wonderful decisions about his life. And I had some role in that. I, am, I have fulfilled the directive of nature. So it gave me uh, some great sensation running through my body, who knows, an endorphin rush, whatever. But on the other side of it, he mattered to me for some of those reasons, for primitive reason. He mattered to me because it was part of my directive, nature's directive. And he mattered to me because I get to be a father. I got to be a father to him. The same way with the younger boy who has a great interest in uh, racing cars, slot cars. We play with model cars together. And it matters to me when I go and get him one of those cars and we work on them and repair them. And most people don't understand it. They say, wow, you, uh, you play with your son. You play these toys with your son. or You help build or you and him have this shared interest. Well, it matters to me because when I'm sharing that with him, I'm working out and sorting out the dilemmas and issues of so many people because it's clearing my mind. It's giving me a feeling of life. I'm involved in a limbic loop. I see something. I feel something. I engage something. I resolve something. And I'm doing it and able to look at the reflection of me across time in the eyes of that child. That's why that hobby matters to me. It doesn't matter to anyone else. It's a curiosity to my wife. It is a strange thing for different relatives. But my son gets it and I get it. And that's all that matters. It matters to us. So it's not that it should matter. Maybe some people say it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter because these are just little hobbies you have that you share with your child. Other things should matter. No, they shouldn't. Nothing should matter. The question is, does it matter to you? And it matters to me because in that action and that behavior and that engagement, it elevates my humanity. And the consequence of that elevated humanity, I'm a more present and better father. And the consequence of that is that my son has a much stabler home, and he gets to grow up and be a better human being, uh, hopefully. And that, that's it. But the, the, the central thing is that it matters to me, and I put energy into it, and it gives back to me a great sensation, a great feeling. Uh, it, it, it infuses my body with a nourishing, uh, a nourishing energetic that I look forward to something. Just how many people get up in their day and they look forward to nothing? They go through the motions, but they look forward to nothing. I encounter this quite a bit, Vin.
0: Yeah, what you describe is unfortunately common, and it's very sad when we are in this life, we're
1: spending time and energy moving through this life, But we're not approaching
0: it with passion. We're not engaged. We're almost adrift. And perhaps we're waiting for better circumstances to materialize. Perhaps we think that eventually our problems will disappear. Our insecurities will fall away. We'll be able to live the type of life that We imagine, and maybe we don't even know what that is. We just have a feeling that one day everything's going to fall into place. And unfortunately, that's often a delusion because as we're thinking about these great possibilities, time is ticking away. Time is constantly slipping away. This is our life right now. And we need to find out what matters right now, not in the past, like your friend fell victim to what mattered to him happened 30 years ago. It didn't happen now. And therefore, he couldn't tolerate being in the present. He couldn't tolerate being in the environment where life happens, where it unfolds. Conversely, we can't spend our time thinking about what's going to happen because, again, we're not present, we're not engaged, we're missing out on life. So this question of what matters and what matters right now is really fundamental And the way that you've framed it, it's not what matters. It's not some absolute. It's what matters to me is extremely important. In our society today, there is so much noise about what we should do. And often it's used to propagate a particular agenda, it's used to make us feel bad about ourselves, it's used to manipulate us to affect a certain outcome. But it doesn't serve us. And in order for us to structure a life that serves us, we have to be able to answer that question, what matters to me? And if I think about my own life, and I go back over the last 30 years, a lot of the challenges I've faced have come because I have not had clarity on what matters. And for a while, this was very depressing because I was in an environment where There was a certain expectation of what to do socially, of what should bring me happiness, of what I should care about, of what career I should pursue, that I should go into business, that I should be interested in what's happening in the economy, that I should read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And I found, as I've gotten older, that most of this I actually don't care about. Some of it I need. Some of it I need to support my job. Some of it I need to be able to maintain a conversation with other people. But spending an hour or two of my day reading about politics or reading about business is not something that interests me. Spending time with certain types of people in certain social situations isn't something that interests me. And I found that through trial and error. So I've stumbled upon that. Uh, What I have found over time is the older I get, the fewer things I realize I really care about. But in some sense, that creates a lot of freedom. That creates a lot of space, a lot of stillness, and an ability to focus on a few things, to have a very clear understanding of what I'm passionate about, and to spend my time a lot more effectively. The other challenge we have when we don't define what matters is that simultaneously everything matters and nothing matters. And that takes a tremendous amount of mental energy because we're always worried about, am I moving in the right direction? Am I focused on the right thing? Oh, this is important. I should focus on this particular environmental issue, and I should protest against plastic straws. But the next week, Trump says something, shouldn't I be out rallying the Democrats to vote against Trump? And we keep on getting pulled from one thing to another thing. We never really engage. We never achieve anything. So, having that clarity is absolutely critical. Being able to answer that question for yourself is critical. I think in my life, had I been able to get to that clarity earlier, I would have saved myself a lot of time and a lot of angst. Z, what would your recommendation be? How should we start to think about what matters? And how can we really answer that question
1: for ourselves? Well, as you're talking, Vin, I I really feel like there are some basic exercises that any of us could do that always include quieting the mind and breath technique. Set a time aside, just a moment to cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself of what?
2: As you were speaking, I felt how easily it is to be dirtied by all the noise. The noise brings with it a particular type of particulate sludge that overlays the mind and the clarity of thought. It dirties the mind. Whenever I hear people say, well, this is what you should do. Um not for the sake of rebellion, but just for the sake of being self-possessed and self-defined, pursuing self-realization, one
1: should say, in my soul, in my heart, here are things that matter to me. But it's hard to do that if the
2: soot and the sludge of the noise has affected your ability to discern yourself. What matters to you? I always challenge people, meet someone who has no hobbies or interests. And you will find that there's not a lot to that person that you can connect to. Make sure you're not that person that has no interests and nothing that matters to you and only things that matters to other people or the illusion that you can understand what matters to other people should matter to you because it matters to them thinking of you. You see how absurd that can become. It becomes very absurd. So as you take that down moment, you think about the reason I don't litter my environment is because it matters to me that my role in my environment is important. But I don't believe that anyone can come up to me and impose an idea upon me. Then suddenly I can, with sincerity, does it matter to me? I have a certain way that I eat, but I denounce the terms. I am a vegetarian. I do not eat animal-based protein. But I am not involved in missions or protests or throwing uh,
1: blood on people with fur coats, things like that. Because what matters to me is that I eat what's healthy and that I do as little harm to living creatures as possible.
2: On the same hand, I enjoy uh, building high-performance cars with my hands. And people say, oh, "Well, they—you should only drive a Prius for the environment." Uh, I disagree with that. That doesn't matter to me, and they don't understand my hobby, my interests, and what I do. And I accept that it doesn't matter to them, because you know what matters to you is private and intimate. It should be as private and intimate as your own sex life, because it doesn't matter what others do. It matters to you what you're doing. And whoever is around you should share those same ideas, values, and uh, have similar things that matter to them. That's how you grow a holistic community. Doesn't have to be a lot of people. What matters to you is with your partners, the shared style of child rearing. So that matters. But don't go to other people Or you will be very confused dysfunctional and in conflict so we 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 really want to work on this idea that we have the proper narrative avoid the idea of what should matter focus on the idea of what matters then work on that
1: you follow me vin yeah i follow you
0: completely z and I want to talk a bit about where people get tripped up. So, on the one hand, being able to define what matters to me is important. We have to be able to filter out the noise. We have to be able to sit quietly with our thoughts and our emotions and the privacy of ourselves and answer that question in a way that only we can answer that question. On the other hand, I think sometimes people feel like what they're doing matters. When maybe it doesn't matter, or even if it does matter to them, it's causing such negative consequences in their lives that their energy might be better spent somewhere else. We talked about one example, your friend, where the past mattered to him. And the problem with that, as we've discussed, is you can't live in the past. So it's a misuse of energy. Let's think about another example, this time around technology. There are a lot of people who spend a lot of time on cell phones, on computers, and maybe it matters. Maybe it matters what their friends are doing. Maybe it matters looking at Instagram posts and looking at vacations that other people are taking, following celebrities, following the stock market, playing video games, whatever it is, even watching porn. What would you say to someone who came to you and said, what really matters to me is spending three hours on Instagram a day. A couple hours of on porn and staying up all night playing video games. It might sound ridiculous, but damn it, this is really what I care about. This is what makes me feel good. How do you think about that?
2: What they're focusing on isn't what matters. What they're focusing on is what is anti-matter. Uh, anything going on on social media has very little that will turn into what matters. Very little that will move or give you the energy to respond or fuel the fire of life. So know that. Going in there knowing that, that is antimatter. It doesn't matter. It actually sucks the life out of what matters. If you have a community on Facebook and you have not shook their hands, experienced them, uh, your senses have not been engaged, you have not participated uh, in that uh, limbic loop, you have no visceral integrity with them. Uh, that doesn't matter. You have it doesn't matter at all, uh, except in the ether sphere of maybe raising funds for some mad cause that may or may not matter, and being able to affect the sentiments of these people, which is a whole other topic. But generally, for the sake of your own health and well-being, engage yourself in the clay of what matters. And with that clay of matter, build a foundation that nurtures your life. Build that uh, field, that fertile field so that it helps you grow. Don't put energy and waste energy in things that do not nurture you. So There are so many distractions, and we're all subject to it because that is the era we live in. And it is not a great period. I I don't believe it's a great period. I think it's a great period of of challenge. There is so much non-matter that you can invest your time in. And time and energy is matter. So in order for you to engage in this non-matter, you have to invest matter. You have to invest your time and energy. So now we're seeing the effects of health. We're seeing chronic obesity like the world has never seen. We're seeing certain maladies of the body that the world has never seen in such great numbers because we're no longer, life no longer matters. What's not living is now mattering. The opinions of people who don't matter are now influencing what matters to you. So for those of us who are thinking, those of us who have opted out, we have to pull back from that, and we have to do it with our eyes wide open and know what's going on. We have to know that this, this black hole is not far away in another galaxy, but right here sucking us in into the world that doesn't matter. So simplifying your life, focusing on what matters to you, Cultivating your interests and shared interests with others. Engaging people, turning on that limbic loop in order for us to have that visceral integrity, meaning that sensation, because life is here now. It is short and fleeting. Uh, Don't waste your time in the netherworld. Um, Find interest. If you're a writer, write. If you're a poet, do poetry. If you're a painter, paint if you're a designer, design, if you're an engineer, build, if you're a welder, weld, whatever it is, lose yourself. If you like to explore the human condition, uh, explore it, read it, absorb it, engage it, share it with friends, talk about it, laugh about it. Uh, If you have people you love, spend time with them, touch them, kiss them, hold them, laugh with them, cry with them, scream at them, and then that will show you that is what matters. Nothing else matters. So be very careful to not be drawn into the antimatter, the non-matter, because that is what undermines your health. And what we mean by that is what is health is the viability of a human life. Is your life viable? Is there a pulse? Is there a uh, dilation of the pupils? Is there the ability to move to and fro? Can you sustain yourself? And all of these non-matter, antimatter things take away from that. So those of us who uh, are in this thinking project know to avoid this. We know to let the technology benefit us. Use the technology. Don't allow it to use you. Have purpose and intent when you're exploring. If it brings you a certain amount of pleasure to be, entertained by theater sure enjoy it. certain music you enjoy the music but be careful of the pitfalls of indulging in in, in non matter things that don't matter also avoid the narrative of what should matter don't ask other people or tell people what should matter to them listen and then you'll get an understanding of what type of you have common in the pol- the political landscape is all part of the non-matter. Whatever happens, you're going to have to live your life anyway. And the pool of antimatter right now is so strong that it is sucking the life out of what uh, out of the matter element of us. We are matter. E equals mc squared. Energy equals matter matter. So the energy, the intent creates. So what is your intent? So Cultivate your hobbies, cultivate your interests. That makes you have uh, greater character. That brings that uh, enrichment of the character so that you're an interesting person to the people in your life. And above everything else, you're interesting to yourself. Whenever I meet people and they have no interest in anything other than what they think other people are interested in, they are draining people. They are people that will drain the precious life force out of you. So surround yourself first with that energy around you, the things that matter. Next, be very careful to manage your energy so that you're around others that have a like temperament. Avoid the idea that someone can impose upon you an idea that should matter to you because
1: it matters to them. Avoid that. It's very toxic entertain it um take a look at it discern
2: discriminate if it doesn't matter to you don't pretend it does who has that don't waste your energy who has that time i appreciate being uh the all the causes of the day but you can't keep up with them they will exhaust you to the point where you don't know who you are and we're meeting more and more people that are so lost because they're trying to find out what matters But now nothing matters, so they tend to be lost. They're energetically exhausted, uh, physically
1: drained, and mentally confused. So withdraw from that and focus on what matters to you. You got me, Vin?
0: Yes, sir. Loud and clear. And it's interesting what you're discussing because it fits with a theory that I have about life. Each of us is unique. We have our own temperament. We have our own ideas, our own talent, and we're all part of a greater whole. And if we think about life from a macro perspective, as a species, we're here to evolve. We're here to move forward, to advance, to perfect ourselves. And in order to do that, we need competing ideas. We can't have everyone always doing the same thing. Change requires some conflict. It requires some differences. It requires coalescing of different interests, different ideas. And that's why, in a sense, finding out what matters to us isn't just about us living a satisfying life. It's about us embracing our responsibility as human beings to leave our mark on the world. If we care about poetry, as you said, or we care about writing, go out, be the best poet, be the best writer. That's how we can influence people. That's how we can move the world forward. Why waste time on a political cause that you neither have the passion about nor the knowledge or the talent to do anything about? If you're an athlete, go and do that. If you, Z, as an example, care about cars and building cars, go and do that. That soothes you. I'm sure that in some ways it improves you. It improves your concentration. It's meditative. Uh, It probably creates different neural pathways that didn't previously exist. It gives you the sense that you can achieve more than you previously thought. It allows you to be a better human being. And that's the way that you can move forward. That's the way that you can help your community, the people around you move forward. As opposed to diluting yourself and worrying about what everyone else thinks, what should matter, and never really getting anything done. So I think it's important, again, not just for ourselves, but for our role in the world to define what matters, what we're passionate about, and then go out and really live that life.
1: Yeah,
2: Vin, again, you inspire me whenever we talk, because when I think about matter, Just I I love language, as you know, matter, um, relevance. What is relevance? What is uh, viable? What is tangible? So if we were to work on a human body, the human body is mainly water that is bound by matter and, and distinguishes by its density, the density of matter. What's a bone? What's a vein? What's a nerve? Uh, what's blood, what's uh, liquids going through the body. If we look at any building, it is basically stone and steel and plastics, right? And all these different matters came together based on ideas the architect and engineer had. And then they called in different people with different skill sets that turned that vision into that tangible thing. And so for those of us, when each one of us decides what matters to us, we can then see our partnership with other people. And so maybe there's something that really matters to you that doesn't matter to me, but I value you. So thus, whatever matters to you has a certain, va- uh, certain relevance to me, so we can then work together. So if you're a great poet, and uh, I'm a great a builder of, of, of buildings, I can use your poetry to bring art to what I do. I can use your poetry to create an aesthetic narrative of what I'm creating. So there's a way that all of us who have interests and all of us that have things that matter to us, when we work together, we build this amazing world together. But if there's someone who just has something that doesn't matter at all to them, there's just a hole, there's something missing. They're just waiting around uh, to be uh, either... uh, a pawn or a a droid in this mechanism that is just very draining. But if everyone has things that matter to them and then we all matter to each other, then our world that we create together is an amazing world. There are people that have uh, crafts and skill sets that are unique and interesting, but maybe they have a deficit somewhere else. And this other person has a way to fill in that deficit. Look at the world we create when we all know what matters to us and we're all passionate about it, and we matter to
1: each other. Look at the world we can create. Look at the communities we create when we do that. Isn't that amazing?
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing, and I think it's a real symbiosis. It's mutually beneficial. It benefits us. It inspires us it revitalizes us, it makes life worth living. And at the same time, we become part of a greater whole. And in a sense, it's a virtuous circle, because as we realize that we can affect the world, that we're part of something bigger than ourselves, we can draw on other people's energy, we can partner with other people, we can fuel our creativity, and we can magnify our impact. And I think the more of that we do, the faster we evolve and the better that we feel. So I want to summarize a few things that we've talked about. We've covered a lot of ground. I'm going to propose a heuristic for figuring out what matters. The first step is asking what matters to us, what matters to me. It's very important to answer that question individually, privately, for ourselves, and tune out the noise of competing opinions. The idea is that we should be doing something we shouldn't be doing something. We need to cast all that aside. Second, whatever matters to us has to matter right now. It can't matter in the future. It can't matter in the past because life happens now. And if we're not focused on what matters right now, we're not engaged in our lives. And we're, again, wasting time and we're wasting energy. And finally, there's this idea of whatever we're doing we're whatever we're interacting with in this age of technology and virtual communication virtual realities we need to focus on activities that give us something back that aren't as you put it z antimatter that are just going to suck our energy and they're not going to inspire us they're not going to improve our health they're not going to improve our mind they're not going to make us feel good about what we're doing So that third test is extremely important, even if something might feel good in small quantities, uh, like flipping on the TV or flipping through social media, we need to make sure that what we're doing is sustainable and it's giving us enough back that we can keep on moving forward. So I think those points are important to keep in mind. Do you have anything to add uh, to that heuristic?
2: Yeah, what I would add to it is the stages. First is the self. Give clarity to what matters to you. Then, once you're clear with that, own it. Work with it. And know that it's evolving as you evolve. The next is, with the people closest to you, the the question is, what matters to us? And that question may be answered more in action than in a statement. from there, you can start to see the energy output of the matter and the energy return from that matter. Take the cautions too. Take these cautions. Know that if you are doing something that is idle, that it could be sustainable because that idle time could be resting your mind or soothing you. So don't beat yourself up. So if you go home and you sit in You watch a movie or you go out to a movie and it's really kind of low intellect stuff. Maybe your intellect needed a rest, but also know that if you stay in that rest state too long, that it has its own inertia. So that dullardness, that intellectual lull will have an inertia and it will get longer and longer. So be careful of that. Also, with the people around you, When you see what matters to us, it goes out in a ripple. There's your immediate intimate partner, your immediate nuclear family, friends, relatives, all that. It ripples out that way. And then it comes back to you in that sort of uh, dense implosion, right? So all of these people, all of these entities play a role. And be aware of that. And by being aware of that, you can manage it better, nurture it better. You can allocate your time better. And in doing that, you fulfill the rhythms of nature which enjoy uh, the, the ebb and flow of tides. It enjoys the seasons and the trends of being. So you can take care of yourself and you can take care of others better. Yet, remember, you have to first take care of you. Focus on what matters to you. Explore that part of you. Again, it does not and should not be some abrupt answer. Oh, this matters or that matters. me. Nor should it be based on what matters to others. And in doing this exercise, you'll find that most people don't know what matters to them. And thus they are fragmented and disconnected from the richness of life. You
1: want to be complete, compounded, and connected to life. Right? Yeah, we want that connection,
0: and we also want to avoid this tendency to apologize for focusing on ourselves, for focusing on what matters to us. There's another false narrative that our society has picked up, Which is, if we're too concerned about our own needs, our own desires, our own health, our own activity, or finding activities and hobbies that allow us to be engaged and allow us to be creative, then there's something wrong. We're too self centered. We're not focused on the rest of the world. And there are a couple of problems with that. Problem number one is we can't give what we don't have. So, if we're not whole, if we're not passionate, if we're not inspired, we can't return any energy to the rest of the world. As you said, Z, we become useless. We're just not very interesting. And the worst case is we become very draining. We just suck the life out of other people. So, cultivating ourselves, yes, it's important for us, but it's also important for the people that we engage with. It's important for being able to positively impact those around us, for being able to take care of those around us. And I think the other reason that this narrative has problems is oftentimes we think about the short term. So someone might be very self-sacrificing in the short term and we hold them up and we say, oh, that's great, they're so virtuous. We don't think about the cost of that. If they never take care of themselves, what happens to their health? What happens to their spirit? Do they have a mental breakdown? Do they have some crisis years later because they've never gotten their house in order. So it's very important to answer this question and do so without any apology, without any guilt. It's critical to own the answer to that question and stand up and say, This is what I care about. This is what I stand for. This is what makes me whole. This is what makes me passionate. And then go out and live that life. And that's good for us. And that's good for the people around us. I want your perspective on something, Z. We've talked about how to do this. How have you seen it really come together? Can you give examples of people you've worked with where maybe they haven't followed the most conventional path, but my God, they've found something that really clicks for them and they're living a life that's inspiring?
2: What I would say to that, Vin, is life is like uh, being at a. Um... A bizarre. And what gives color and texture to life is there
1: are those people in, the, in your life that matter to themselves. And they have
2: nurtured what matters. So each of these people are whole. They are not incomplete people. They are not people who are uh, voids of energy that suck the life out of others. They are the person that bring to the potluck a wonderful offering. Something different than what you brought, but it's wonderful. And the way it works out is, I know in my life there are things that matter to me and things I pursued in my life and other things that didn't really matter. But I have other people in my life and they have the puzzle pieces that I don't have. And when we combine together, we make this amazing mechanism. My life has improved many times over because I have people in my life that complete the wheel of my life because they themselves are a whole spoke. Separate, we are complete, yet maybe lacking in certain talents and abilities, skill sets or understanding. As a whole, we are dynamic and we are a force of movement. Of, of of dynamic movement. So the way I see that, Vin, is you meet all kinds of people. I know artists, scientists, uh, professionals of all kinds that are extraordinary in their understanding of things that interest them. And by being around them, it improves my orbit. It improves my universe. And that's what I mean. We surround ourselves with Uh, that like energy. But first, we just take care of being whole. I hear this complaint oftentimes in relationship dynamics that people have is that as they grow, their partner doesn't grow. And their partner seems to be without life and fire. And they seem to be draining because that person has no interest. They don't read. They don't grow. They don't exercise. They don't do all these things. And it's very taxing. Because that person feels like they have to do double the work to maintain the integrity of that relationship, which is right. So one gets drained, one becomes uh, tired, one is more susceptible to immune damage. Uh, uh, mentally, they're exhausted, spiritually, they're exhausted, and they uh, again, all sorts of health problems. But when you find people that are around people that are all complete, they're all working on themselves, they all have things that matter. Whenever they come together, there's, they're invigorated as opposed to drained. So it's that simple. You want to have energy around you that restores and renews as opposed to drains. So the more that you're clear on what matters to you and you nurture and you, you work on that, and it, has, it doesn't have to be like other people. It doesn't have to be just like your partner. But each person should have some things that matter to them uh, and some things that they have a mutual interest in that they nurture and cultivate.
0: We've talked about a few categories of things that matter. And of course, as we mentioned, ultimately each of us needs to tailor that to our particular temperament. But the categories might include things like family and intimate relationships. We've talked about hobbies, finding things that we're passionate about, being able to unleash and channel our creativity. One area that I want to touch on, Z, is stillness. Being able to cultivate a still mind, a calm mind, in the midst of this continuous action and frenzy and noise that goes on around us. And oftentimes we underestimate the value of this stillness. We feel like we need to be doing something, we need to be focused on something. We need to be thinking about something. Otherwise, we're wasting time. Whereas I found personally that the more I can center my mind and maintain an oasis of calm in the midst of all this frenzy that's going on around me, the more energized I feel, the more engaged that I feel with life, and the more I'm able to flow, the less attached I am to my personal agenda, the less bothered I am by the things that are going on around me. Can you talk a bit about this concept of stillness how you've seen it impacting people, and how, how we can cultivate this in our lives.
2: Yeah, Vin, when we talk about what matters, we can't find out what that is if there's too much clutter around. If you're endlessly moving to and fro, running back and forth, uh, noise, noise, and more noise, there must be stillness and quiet for you to sort through the debris that floats about, the infinite debris. Uh, There's a saying in the Vedas that they said there, the thoughts that run through the human mind are more abundant than blades of grass. And those thoughts are more whimsical than those blades of grass being blown around by the wind. So think about all the blades of grass on earth. And they say there are more thoughts going through the mind than blades of grass on earth. And the thoughts in the mind are more whimsical than those blades of grass being blown by the wind. So just picture that in your mind. And that's why we have to be still to sort things out. The other day I was going to uh, do some things in the yard. And the recent weather has blown all sorts of leaves and things in the yard. And I was sorting something out. And before I could really get a sense of what was going on, I had to first clean up all the debris, sweep up all the leaves, put them in a bag and garbage, then put them in the garbage. Once I cleaned up the area, sorted things out, I had a clear picture of what was going on. And I was able to uh, work on uh, some of my projects and some of our projects because there was not a lot of clutter around. And we know that physically when there is clutter, it is hard to do a job. We know when you unclutter, it is much, uh, it is much more uh, e- uh, practical, it's much easier to do whatever you need to do because you're not managing clutter. We know that when people have time with friends, with lovers, with whatever, when there's not a lot of distraction, there is more time to focus on the moment that you're experiencing. So When it comes to what matters to you, you must clear out a space in your mind. You must clear up the noise. You have to uh, move things aside so you can see. And that's why I said at the very beginning, don't do what should matters. Do what matters to you, not what should matter to others. Do what matters to you. And in order to do that, you have to have stillness. You have to take that breath, be quiet, free from the debris of urgency, free from the debris of the opinion of others, free from the debris of social pressure, free from the debris of imposed uh, morality, tribal narratives, patriotism in all its fashions, uh, corporate allegiances. Free of all that. Once you clear all that up, categorize it, sort it out, then you'll have an open space for the self. And in that open space,
1: you can sort out what matters to you. But you have to have that stillness. So let's start with that
0: stillness. This is a world that is filled with noise, it's filled with noise about different causes. About different political agendas, different racial and tribal allegiances. And this noise will pull us in 10,000 directions if we let it. It will scatter us. It will destroy our ability to enjoy life, to have any positive effect on this world, unless we're clear on what we care about. We're clear on what matters to us. And in that clarity, comes passion and excitement, and the energy that takes us through life, not just so that we can go through the emotions, but that transforms life into a wonderful adventure, into something that we look forward to, and into something that, at the end of the day, when we look back, we can feel good about the time that we've spent, and we can feel good about the people that we've influenced. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate your tuning in and look forward to your comments. And please tune in again next week for another edition of Conversations. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on Codbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Every five-star review allows us to share more unique and insightful content. Learn more at TheDispassionateObserver.com. Thanks for listening, and please tune in again next week. Peace.